Hello, friends. This is Vince, and welcome to America Next. This is episode 16, and today I would like to talk to you about the first televised hearings concerning the January 6th insurrection activities. This past week, um, you know, as you know, Congress has been investigating this, the January 6th incident for, over, for about a year now. Well, this past week, the government held its first televised session, and it was basically an introduction. But this introduction was well done, and if you don't mind, I would like to spend a few minutes with you highlighting some of the points that I think need to be addressed. First and foremost, the committee did a great job when it came to using videos to bring us back to that point of what we felt the day it happened. You see, in the, over the last year, all of us have, re, re, we remember the incident. But as you know, as time goes by, the severity of it sometimes can slip away. But watching those videos the other day, brought it all back. You know, that feeling, that feeling of utter surprise, sickness, anger, everything that you can imagine was running through our bodies when we saw this. Our government was being attacked. And it was not being attacked by foreigners. No, they were being attacked by people who claimed to be Americans simply because they could not get their own way. It was disheartening to see it again, but it really helped because it set the tone and let us know how serious this was, okay? So that's point one. Point one is the videos are very good at showing history. You know, you cannot deny it. You cannot sit there and say these were people just sitting there having a peaceful conversation. No, these were insurrectionists. And the video clearly points that out. Okay, point two. It also came across very clearly that this was a planned event. You see, as they talk to the various reporters and other people, you can see that this had been in discussion for months. This was not something that people woke up with on January 6th and say, hey, I think I'm going to go down to the nation's capital and protest. No. This had been in the works. It had been planned. It had been coordinated. And it started with Trump. He put this in motion. He had been working with people in his White House, within the Justice Department, with other agencies, and with other states to stop the transfer of power. That's what this was all about. You see, he wanted to say that the election was stolen. Well, it came, it was clear that he knew that the election wasn't stolen. You saw that. He knew it wasn't. But he could not accept that because of his ego. So he put this plan together to stop the transfer of power. And this protest was going to be 
the way to do it. You see, what he was, what he had hoped would happen is that they would go down there, storm the Capitol, stop the proceedings, okay? Stop the, con- the congressional proceedings to verify the election, capture and or kill some members of Congress. And then he would have to step up and say, oh, because of all this, we're not going to have an election. You know, the transfer of power is not going to happen now. I'm going to stay the president. That's what he wanted. That was his plan. Now, he had multiple steps in this plan, and and the committee will show that over the next couple of weeks. But for right now, for today, just know that his plan was to stop the proceeding, cause chaos so that he could remain in power. This was coordinated. This was not a random act. Point three I want to make. Trump had spent a lot of time sitting there watching this thing unfold. Okay? A lot of time. Over the course of the couple of hours of this event occurred, he had been sitting, watching it. First, he was out there, you know, making a speech earlier. Then he went to the White House and sat there and watched it on TV. Now, during this time, people were calling him. Members of Congress was calling him to say, Mr. President, call this off. This is not how we do things. He would not do it. He would not stop it. He said, let it play out, okay, to see what happens. Now, that is in itself, for a president to not use his authority, there's a dereliction of duties, okay, that was wrong right there. I mean, if he's done a hundred other wrong things, but this just added to it. He sat there and let it happen. You see, and the second thing is you want to understand is that it was Vice President Pence who actually called in the military to help stop this. It wasn't the president. See, everybody has heard that the president eventually made calls and got the National Guard and everybody involved. No, it was the vice president. Trump never made the call. The vice president stood up and said no. Now, another thing about the vice president that day that came out during this first hearing that you should be aware of. You see, the vice president, at this point, the president was already pissed at the vice president. And you said, why was he pissed? Well, you see, in part of the plan, this overthrow plan, the vice president was supposed to go down to the Capitol that day as his duty and certify the election. As part of the plan, they had told Pence not to certify the election, which would have caused everything to come to a screeching halt which would have caused chaos and which would have given Trump another way of saying, okay, because there is some discrepancy and everything is going on, we're not going to certify the election. I'm going to stay in office. Okay. But Vice President Pence did not do that. He went down to the Capitol to do his job and he certified that Biden had won. So at this point, 
<laughs> Trump was pissed off. He was so pissed off that during the rally that day, he told the people, the crowd out there, what Pence failed to do. He said that Pence failed to go up there and stop the, you know, the transfer of power. Well, the crowd naturally started chanting. You know, they said, hang Pence, hang Pence, hang Pence. And you know what the president said? The president said, you know, the crowd may be on to something here. Maybe we should do what they suggest because he deserves it. Okay, all of this, all of this was recorded now. The president was so pissed at his vice president for not helping to overthrow the election when the mob said, let's hang him, which is another word for let's kill him. The president said, maybe we should because he deserved it. You see how sick this was? This man didn't care about anything or anyone. He just wanted to remain in power. His vice president didn't mean anything to him. He was a means to an end. So this man does not deserve anything other than to be held accountable for his crimes. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead. Let's go to point number four. Another thing that came out in this first hearing, this first televised hearing, is how many people had told the president that he lost the election. Okay? Before January 6th, you know, right after the election on November, you know, when we had the election in November, his people had been telling him, Mr. President, you either probably is going to lose. And after the election, they told him, sir, you lost. They kept telling him that. Even the attorney general of the United States told him, sir, I've had the Justice Department look at everything. There is no, nothing there that shows any kind of corruption. You lost the election. The president's daughter, Ivanka, she also told him. His aides, his campaign manager, you know, the chief of staff of, you know, of his office, you know, the secretary of, the, of defense told him. Everybody was telling him, Mr. President, you lost. Get over it. Move on. Now, this is significant, okay, because he went on TV and repeatedly told the people that it was stolen. So he knew he was lying. He knew he was causing an uproar. So he can never go back and claim that I thought that the election was stolen. He can never in the court of law sit there and say, oh, it was my misunderstanding because everybody around me was telling me that I had won. No, those people that were close to him that knew was telling him he had lost. He had no information that said he had won. None. The only ones that were saying he had won was his crazy fanatical friends who would just say anything. 
who was saying things like the satellites were used to, you know, to disrupt the voting machines. They were just saying anything. But it was all part of a big lie. So when this man eventually will sit down in, in the court of law, he will not be able to go back and say, I thought. No, you didn't think. You had no proof. And those around you told you that you lost the election. Okay? So remember that. That's very important. And the final point I want to bring out here is after this January 6th event, there were a number of Congress people who met with the president, called him, sent him letters or whatever, asking for a pardon. Now, a pardon is something that a criminals, you know, if you're in jail, you might ask the governor to give you a pardon for, you know, you have served time. You said, please, I don't think I deserve this. And the governor can look and say, I'm going to, I will commute your sentence. I'm going to give you a pardon. But you don't ask for a pardon ahead of a trial, ahead of a conviction, unless, let's be straight, you know you have done something you should not have done. And that's what this says. When those congressmen were asking the president for blanket pardons, they were saying, Mr. President, what we did was wrong. I know it and you know it. So I'm asking you now to protect me. That is what it's saying. And that's the reason this whole thing stinks to high heaven. You see, my friends, these five points that I want to bring out is just the tip of the iceberg. Understand that. This is just the tip. That hearing, that first public hearing, just whetted your appetite with all of the information that's coming out. They have hundreds of people who was working there in the White House, working for the Justice Department, or working out on the streets who have testified and will stand up in the court of law and say, this was a coordinated event. Mr. President, Put this in play to keep the transfer of power from occurring. They will tell you all about what he told them, what they heard, what they saw. And there was tons and tons of notes and emails that this committee has captured. I mean, tons of it. All of it shows that this was a concerted effort to overthrow the legitimate government of America. Okay? That's how bad this was. This was not just him sitting there wishing things would happen. This was him meeting with people over weeks and months, planning, coordinating, trying to take away our democracy. Now, what do I hope this hearing does? Well, two things. First and foremost, I want all of those who were involved from Trump on down. When this hearing is over, I hope all of those that were involved are held accountable. The Justice Department 
will use this information plus the information that the Justice Department is gathering on its own to bring indictments. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I really feel, and I have no doubt, that the president will be indicted. I mean, former President Trump will be indicted. You see, this information is not something that you can ignore. If he was on the other side of the globe when this was occurring, and people said, well, I thought he wanted this, he might get away with it. But he was sitting there in the middle of all this, meeting with people, telling them what he wanted, telling people what, how to perform, what he expected from them. So he will be indicted. And remember, he's also coming up for indictment in New York and in Georgia. Both attorney generals in Georgia and New York have grand juries going on. And they have announced that their investigation is coming to an head very soon. And they will be announcing whether or not they will indict Trump. So between the federal government, Georgia, and New York, he's not going to walk away from all three, okay? It's not going to happen. And that doesn't count all of the other smaller suits, lawsuits that's going up against him. He will be held accountable. And so my wish and dream is that all of those who were part of this insurrection from Trump on down to the guy on the street. All of those are brought to justice. As we know now, the Justice Department has arrested probably a thousand people associated with the January 6th event. Many of them are in jail. I mean, most of them are in jail. Some of them have been indicted. Some of them are waiting trial. Okay, this is not going away. The Justice Department is arresting people daily for this activity. And these congressional hearings will just show people how bad it was. So the first thing that I hope will come from this is people will be held accountable. The second thing that I hope will come from this is the reality of where we are. And what do I mean by that? At the end of all of this, you will be able to do one thing. Clearly state where you stand. On one side will be standing for democracy. On the other side is standing against democracy. There will be no two ways about it. After you hear all of this information and you see the videos and see the testimonies and see the notes and see the text messages and all of that, you will have to decide on whether you are for democracy or you are against democracy, whether you are for America or against America. You will not be able to be on both sides. You cannot be. You see, democracy, our democracy is built on the rule of law. So there's no way that you can sit there and say, I'm all right with imposing the rule of law for some people, 
But in this case, I'm going to let it go. It doesn't work that way. Okay? It doesn't work that way. You cannot sit there and say, well, yes, all the things he did was bad, but, you know, we just have to move on from no, no. We don't move on without accountability. You see, if I go down the street right now and rob a store, that policeman is not going to look at me and say, well, today I'm going to let you go because, you know, I like your looks or because, you know, I like your background or your name or whatever. No, I am held accountable. So if I will be held accountable for robbing a 7-Eleven, don't you think that those people who try to overthrow the government should be held accountable? At minimum, at minimum, they should be. So my friends, that's where we are. This hearing was the first public hearing. I believe there are six more coming. Sometimes you will be able to watch. You know, I know your schedules are hectic, but when you can, please watch. If you cannot watch, just follow up. Read the transcripts. You know, go to the programs that gives you good news and listen. You know, analyze the outtakes. Learn about what's going on. Hear the testimonies because there's going to be hundreds of testimonies that's coming. You should hear these testimonies of those people so you understand how close we came to losing everything. Okay? And the second point, very clearly, I want to go into the November elections that's coming up soon with a clear line in the sand. Either you are for democracy or you are against democracy. Either you are for America or you are against America. You can't have it both ways. Okay, my friends, that's all for right now. But like I said before, together, we the majority, we can save our country. We just have to work together. Let's keep fighting and let's keep moving forward. Thank you. And I'll talk to you again real soon.